Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello again, incredible human being. I hope you are well this day. We have part two with native elder of the Megabon Nation, David Lone Bear Senapas. And uh, if you listened to part one or you listened to our previous interview, which was uh, just less than a year ago, uh, you know you're in for a treat. Um, you know, last time I didn't say some of the things we we're going to talk about, but, uh, you know, I think in this one, we get into how DNA is changing the Dead Sea Scrolls, how to communicate with spirit, the trick to see and experience beyond the veil, understanding spiritual freedom, David's take on the Nazca lines and much more. So this is a baller episode. I know you're going to love it. Um, I want to thank everybody who took the challenge for my birthday. It was really beautiful to see. I asked that people do three acts of kindness and this can be done anytime. If you listen to this anytime ever, um, I I request you do the three acts of China kindness challenge and just do three acts of kindness. It could be a smile. It could be a pay it forward. It could be a compliment. It could be get someone's name. It could be hold the door open. It could be volunteer time. It could be uh, anything you want just uh it doesn't have to be huge just uh be mindful it could be letting someone in in traffic it could be a genuine compliment or smile so uh thank you for everyone who did that uh it was a really great result that i saw on facebook so if you guys still want to participate um just go to matt belair or facebook.com matt belair official and just do do one thing that you know post one thing say yes and one thing that you did um and for those of you who did it some people are doing it for a week i've been doing it for being really conscious of it for about a week now and uh it's really beautiful i can notice that i am actually happier i'm more excited about life uh i don't know if it's from anything else but i can say that i've changed that making sure i do three acts of kindness a day um and i can feel it you know in my field and i and david talks about how that keeps you in the spiritual vibration because a lot of people talk about you know kindness and compassion he goes the fifth dimension and all that you know ascension good stuff but what are they doing on a daily basis like if i just talk about you know spirituality and consciousness and do a podcast that's great that's an act i'm doing during the day to create the podcast but what about when i go out there am i being that am i am i actually looking for ways am i present enough to be kind to others and that's where the real mastery comes in so um thanks for everybody doing it and uh, i invite you guys to try it for a day or a week um, and see how it goes and you know hit me up on social media let me know uh, what you did and what you experienced i'm going to be doing the webinar um, birthday webinar uh, anybody who wants the zen athlete stuff just sign up for the email list and then send me an email say hey i signed up for the list um, because i don't want to spam people who are already on the list um, and then i'm going to do a q a so if you guys have questions just get interactive in the uh, podcast group on facebook and also on my facebook page uh, matt belair official and i'll start asking some questions I'm going to do a group Q&A um, as a thank you for everybody who listens. So just love and support 
uh, for you guys. I'm so grateful to have your ear and to bring you guys these guests. Um, so what do I got to share? Oh, if you guys want to support the show, as always, just leave a review on iTunes. It's uh, the best thing, easiest thing you could do if you want to support. And this one is from El Camista Sonida. And it says, uh, beyond the physical, not only does Matt bring in the visionaries and forward thinkers of our time, he's doing so in a humble and authentic way that radiates truth and compassion without judgment. Breaking down highly spiritual concepts into a language that is easily digested, he grounds the high vibration information in a way that can be understood by all. I've had the opportunity to meet Matt in person, and he is as authentic and heart-centered as he presents himself on the show, which to me is true mastery of being radiating light thanks matt well i appreciate that alchemista sanida uh, i have an idea of who that is i love and appreciate you brother um i thank all of you guys for the support for if you're listening to the podcast that's amazing and if you want to support me for my birthday uh three acts of kindness you could uh, leave a review in itunes you could support me on patreon thank you so much for those of you guys are doing that niles ackerman you're the man he contributed and if one percent of the audience contributed a dollar um, a month, which would be 12 bucks a month. I could probably do this um, full time. I'm going to do it anyway, um, but it's uh, it can be challenging at times. But um, yeah, 1%, and that's my goal. My goal is to reach millions of people and have 1% give a dollar, and then I'll actually be abundant. That'd be amazing if I can hit that target. Um, but I'm going to do this either way. So um, if you want to support, go for it. And if not, that's okay too. Um, just spread love and kindness to the best of your ability, or not as well. Um, but ideally, um, this will encourage you to do that. So you're a free being to do what you want. And uh, I just hope that this information encourages you to be your best self, to enjoy life, to, um, you know, to enjoy your human experience and give you tools in order to have peace and understanding. Um, so yeah, that's it. I don't want to get too carried away. I mean, go to mattbelair.com forward slash store. Check out all my cool friends um, and also the itnj.org. Go over there, share that campaign. Um, this is looking at human trafficking, the sex trade, um, really dark stuff. And they're doing a formal inquisition with heavy hitters. This is the real deal stuff. Uh, massive planetary uh you know, like Harvey Weinstein is going to look like uh, Cinderella. Like this is some dark stuff and we're bringing it to light. We're going to go through this all together. So I invite you guys to go to itnj.org, sign the petition and share that campaign because we're actually doing something. So once you find a problem, create a solution, we're creating a solution and we need your help. And this will have massive positive ripples. It will be dark at first, but it is weeding out all of this darkness on the planet so we can live in the light and kindness and things like that. So not to be dragged down by the darkness but to fight for what's right to you know make a change to build the new earth and we this is what our generation's here to do i feel anyway and uh you know so you have an opportunity right now to be a part of one of the biggest campaigns and uh, movements in history uh sex trafficking the the trade is absolutely the numbers are staggering i think it's 10 or twenty thousand kids uh a day it's absurd it's gnarly watch that video um that's that's on their website and uh you can look a few podcasts back with nancy ash she's from the new Worth project and she's involved so i've been volunteering my time there uh quite a bit so if you would share that video on your facebook i would be so grateful for that um and that's it so i don't want to yammer too much this time because i know i got carried away last time um, but i love and appreciate you and just before we blast off and get into this i'm going to invite you to come into a powerful state of cosmic and personal 
coherence and power. So just stop whatever you're doing and you could be walking down the street, you could be driving, you are the creator, you just do this with your intention. So taking a deep breath in through your nose and as you're breathing in, just imagine connecting to life force energy, prana, the energy that is in all beings, that's beating the hearts of birds, that's beating my heart and your heart and all of the listeners. We're all connected, just connect to this universal cosmic power that's within you and breathe it out slowly with all the cares with all the worries with all the stresses with all the limitations with all the self-doubt with all the self-shame with anything you're holding on to just breathe all of that out now taking another deep breath in through your nose and imagine this cosmic universal life force energy that is in all beings this nature life god force prana whatever you want to call it and just see that resonate through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being knowing you are connected to all life that you are seeing through your lens experiencing life as the creator as we all are and to enjoy this game and just breathe out all the limitations, all the self-doubt, shame, all the trauma of the past, letting it go, thanking the experience and learning and growing from it, but not identifying with it, going to something higher. Taking one last deep breath in through your nose and just fill yourself up with kindness, compassion, and happiness for yourself. Just take a moment to imagine living a kind, happy, fulfilled, exciting life, knowing that you're the creator. You can ask spirit for guidance as you're about to learn. And I'm sending you all of my love and support as your brother on the planet, wishing you nothing but the best, knowing and wanting you to know that you are whole, perfect, balanced, coherent, even with all of your mistakes, all of your mis- shame, any any trauma, anything that's ever come through, we are here to have the human experience. And so sending you all of my love and support and gratitude. And I think that we are ready to get into part two with David Lone Bear Senapass. Oh, and I almost forgot that uh, this is really important. David is making 15 custom pieces of vibrational jewelry just for this audience. He makes it all by hand. It's vibrational. It carries a frequency. Uh, This is technology from the Copper Scrolls. This is legit one-of-a-kind incredible jewelry he's doing 15 custom pendants for my audience i watched him build one by hand it was amazing and uh um yeah you there's only 13 available because i bought two i bought one for my mom and one for my sister so if you want one of those go to lone bears arts l-o-n-e-b-e-a-r-s-a-r-t-s.com and forward slash jewelry i'm gonna have the links in the soundcloud in the youtube so go over there if you're interested in that uh they are truly spectacular so he's going to do 15 custom ones for the audience i think normally they're 150 bucks and i think he's doing them for 97 uh they're handmade it takes him i think two days to make so it's pretty cheap for what it is um and that's that so forgot to mention that and uh just have so much deep love and appreciation and for respect for who david is and what he's sharing and uh like i said i spent some time with him for two weeks and he is the real deal okay so now we're getting into it. Here we go with Native Elder, the man, David Lone Bear Cinepass. What do we do? How can I help you? How can I help the people that's watching? That is a question. <laughs> An actual question. Oh my God. I don't know, man. I'm just like stunned listening. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I um, guess. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, the creator gave us two eyes and one mouth. The creator gave us two ears and one mouth. We have to watch intently. We have to hear more, speak less, and take those intents of the teachings and actually use them. The Carpet Scrolls tells us how to use them and gives us homework how to use these. These are just not workshops that you could sign up for. If I come into your town, if I come into your country, that usually there's a team of people that follow me that helps us to work with this technology. And we've been doing it for five years, so we've been pretty good at this. Uh, what is that technology? Well, um, get on our website, find out what it is. And it works, it actually works. And everything that through the Copper Scrolls and through the elders, what they have told, everything has worked. It's just the people that are not understanding what they really have a hold of here. They want the golden bullet. They want the formula to solve this. But the formula is so massive that it's going to take a lot of people. The answer is going to take a lot of people to do this. I do some self-checking every, every once in a while. Hang on. Um, self-checking every once in a while of myself. Maybe I have ego. Maybe this is I'm brain dead. Maybe I'm in my own emotion sharing this. Maybe, maybe that I'm crazy and I'm, I'm just ramping on. There is a lot of scientists and mathematicians that have proved me wrong. What's funny about that, huh? When somebody has an idea and it's such a great idea, you're wrong. Okay? How many people out there are asking for something? Most of all of us are asking for something. To be proved wrong, probably not. To at least have 50% of my stuff right, that's good. And uh, I think that one of the physicists, uh, that the formulas I have come up with, he says that you're 98% right on your, on your calculations. How'd you do that? And most of them, I will write out a formula right out in front of them, and they think I do it by memory. I know the formulas. I do it by memory, it's oh, okay. You know, let me, they have to take two or three weeks to figure out yeah, just what I just wrote down. That should be proof enough, but it's not. Um, that when I hear spirit, when I see spirit, spirit's not what you think it is, Matt. It's not Geronimo, Cleopatra coming back, the seance telling you uh, where the money is hidden or where uh, your ancestry lies. The, the human ancestry we can trace by blood. One thing I can never figure out, why is your blood different than mine? Why is there different blood types? How come we just don't have one blood type? And I researched that. He said, well, I think it's because our residence, how we're born in this world, that we are a vibrational people. We vibrate in different ways. Vibrate, what is blood? Blood is part of iron, like a meteorite and the iron resonates with our resonation, whatever that is. We don't have all the same frequencies like cell phones. We have a different frequency, every one of us. If you have B positive or negative, you have a different frequency. Not all B positive or negative the same way. It's like, like having two iPhones exactly the same, two different wavelengths, two different numbers. 
with us the same way, is that we resonate in some certain way. But what is that? We don't think about that stuff. We want to think about the fluffy stuff and all this. There's time for that. There's a reason for that too. But if we're so heavily minded, we know everything good. We have to be able to take this information that we are, if we're a practitioner, and work with it. How many, how many people that have we worked with? Well, they line up the door and give me checks. Great. And we went out to the homeless, and we went out to people that need it. Did we stop for those people, those aliens? They're looking for the greater good here, you know. The greater good is not love. We already proved that over the last 2,000 years. That doesn't work that good. Good words, a lot of books written, poetry, and you want to see things online. I'm not saying love doesn't exist. We're not using it. We're not using it the way it's supposed to be used. The thing I can measure with all my instruments is kindness. Is when somebody's kind to you, we can measure that. When you're compassionate, we can measure that. When you're happy, we can measure that. Because this all works with your energy field. I, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack on this. Kindness and love don't go together. Because we're talking about two different energies here, if, if it, one is energy. We know kindness is energy. We don't know love is energy. And people tell me, oh, do you love your, your wife? You love your, you know, this? Yeah, I do. But that could be turned off quite quick. Somebody could say a bad word to me. Then is it unconditional love? Then it's, un it's unconditional hate. I'm not going to want it. How many of us that we said we love somebody and divorced five years later? Where does that go? I don't know. I think that there is something out there. I think there is a, a probability that we are in this illusion and it's hard to get out of. The programmers are programmed us pretty good. There's ways that you can find out. You want to, you want to see part of the illusion? It's a simple thing. The simple thing is get a white candle, no other candle, get a white paraffin candle, nothing else, white paraffin candle, no color to it. Go into a dark room with no expectations. Look at that candle, at least 20 to 40 minutes. Don't take your eye off that candle. And if you see anything in your subliminal vision, something moving, don't look at it. Let it come into your vision. That's our belief system. Do you know most of the people are scared of the dark? I used to do a workshop many years ago that so I'm not afraid of the dark. Yeah, in a house that's doors closed, come with me to northern Maine on the side of a mountain with no moon, and I'll put you out in the woods with no luminous thing that you can light up. It's funny how that you look, you strain to look, you strain to look for something, and you see the movements. But if you look close enough, you will see spirit, because we fear. And fear is an acronym. False evidence appearing real. That's what fear means. 
we don't do the right training sometimes for that. Because um, I brought a lot of people out in the woods and I see big men cry because they're out in the middle of the northern Maine woods. They're afraid of grizzly bears, black bears, and Sasquatches, and aliens, and everything else. That's funny how that comes to the surface when we don't have any control over that light switch or control that we have a lighter on us or a flashlight or a cell phone. We don't need to be afraid of spirit. We don't need to be afraid very much longer. We, we are in this light. We have this light inside of us, Matt. You have the light inside of you. And it's just not the fuzzy thing. It's a real thing that we can measure. It's a light smaller than small. It's the universe inside of you. Your brain can't handle all your reincarnations. And we've been reincarnated over a billion times. There's no end, there's no beginning. Reason why we think of that, we're human beings, we grow up to be born, and we grow old and we die. And we think we go to heaven. We're in part of that heaven right now, that reality. There is no evil as much as what we want to think there's evil. There's an intent in humans to kill each other for some reason. You know, you look at all the different history of what human dead to each other. I've, not, I've not, never met an evil person. I've met people that, I'm thinking different, never met an evil entity. Been in a lot of houses when they say um, magnetic anomalies, and we pick it up a different way. I know we can go through history and say evil is that, evil, devil, and everything else. But wasn't the devil cast out of heaven because he wanted to have spiritual freedom? That's scary, isn't it? If we see a certain way and we can only see that limit, and we can't see of the limits, that's not spiritual freedom. Spiritual freedom is to see all the light, all the expectations, all the different ways of looking at things and sharing that belief with each other. No judgment. That's very hard to do. With this person, anyway. We judge every day. We judge ourselves when we look in the mirror. We judge when we make a mistake. We judge other people. We judge other races. We judge different things. It, it, Blurry, gives us a blurry vision of what the world is. I stopped a month ago, sub-zero cold, it's been about 11 below zero, to a homeless person. And he was in a blanket and he was all covered up and he was in a corner. I said, can I buy you a meal? He says, truthfully, he says, you can, I, I need whiskey. And I thought about that. But I gave him the money anyway. Because that's what he needed. Not what I think he should need. That's hard to do. Don't believe me. Oh, this world is all made up with judgment. If you do want to see the aliens, if you do want to see what's out there, our eyes are clouded. Matt, our eyes are clouded. They, they want to show you. Are we ready for it? 
if we came forward and showed you what we have, your world peace, who would I go to? Tell me, Dalai Lama, your president, the Pope, who? Do you realize your spiritual leader is a farmer that's in Wisconsin that doesn't know it? That's not awake yet? We're not looking at the true self here. That if we are reincarnated over and over and over again that we're born with some certain memories, some awakening. The greatest teachers are not born yet. The greatest teachers are not awake yet. I have a lot of people come to me and they, they said that there's the, a the teacher, there's a the messenger. Great. What is that message? I can match them up to copper scrolls. It tells me what that message is. It tells me, at least in that area, who that person is. How's that possible? We're born randomly. We're not. Are we chosen to do anything in this world? No, that's our choice. Does the creator choose you? Nope. That's your, that's your spiritual freedom. We ask to do different things. We wait too long on, on that ceremony, waiting for an answer, waiting for people to tell how great we are, so that we chosen. We spend a lot of time doing this. But if we heard that audible voice, Really, some of us freak out. I just heard a voice. And go to the doctors and want a pill to make it stop or go to a place of a hearing aid. Oh, I'm hearing voices. It's not audible to me. I, I hear those voices. And I wonder if I'm all right you know, with this world. Am I a reject? Am I this? Could be. Do you realize other alien beings out there, you wouldn't probably like them because you couldn't socialize like we do. We're social animals. Some of them are not so sociable. ESP, I don't know that about that one. But some of them are not sociable. They have a different way of living, different way of thinking, different way of uh, their, what their spirit is. We want to think that's common to the universe. But war common? Is peace common? No, it's not. That's for us. There's no formula that's going to be in this world that's going to come, okay, you can peace. The million men march, uh, sending Instagrams, <laughs> uh, sending little cute videos to your friends of world peace. It helps, it helps. But we're going to have to get out of our ceremony and do something about this. It was good to go to Jim and Jan second year. I missed you there. Um, and looking for the star people, looking for that answer. Did we find it? We found 1% of 1% of that answer. Do I know what the answer is? Yep, I don't. Do I know what an atom is? Yes. Do I know what a photon is? Yes. I can measure those. You know, electrical magnet. And we want to depend on something feeling inside of us to know what spirit truly is. That light that's smaller than small inside of you, that we describe where the heart is. We say, I feel it. 
and we blame it on the heart. The heart is just an organ that pumps blood around our system. What we feel is all those reincarnations that you ever had in that blue light, all that intelligence in that blue light, higher consciousness that's inside you that hasn't been released into this world yet. That's what we say the heart is. We haven't, haven't pushed it out into this world yet. I say pushed, and you're going to have to push it. It's like a baby coming in this world. You push to bring the baby here. You push for world peace. Not fight. Push. And that is nonviolent. No violence there. None of your weapons. The people hear this. We can have, you realize I measure peace every day. I try to measure peace. The last week or so, we had peace for about three minutes. Nobody killed each other. And I, I think the most I ever measured was 30 minutes. But it didn't stick. Something got caught. We can have world peace if we wanted that. But we don't want that. There's a lot of people out there that we blame it on, but I'm the blame. Here. <laughs> Wasn't fast enough with this message. I delayed 40 years bringing it to you. I was scared of you. Still in. Most of my location is in, in secret where I am because of this. When I travel, it's pretty well in secret where I'm going. Why? Because I don't want to be hurt by you guys physically. Is it the message of peace? No, it's a message of knowledge for peace. Get it all wrong. <laughs> message of knowledge for peace. A formula, a technology. What else? Oh, man. Uh, that was so much. I'm <laughs> just sitting digesting it. I have, just like last time, 100,000 questions. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, it was amazing to sit and listen to. So I'm going to just send my personal experiences back to you, and you can just talk about whatever okay. you want from that. So, you know, I've done a lot of study on what's going on in the world as far as like what, what is actually happening here. You get into exopolitics and that's where ETs, alien races come in. Um, I've, I've done a podcast with John D'Souza, former FBI agent, um, you know, Michael Tellinger, who has research on the Anunnaki, the Sumerian tablets, uh, Anki and Enlil. I was just in uh, Egypt with the pyramids not built by humans or humans that are advanced humans, who knows. Um, and when you go through the res the uh, Resident Science Foundation and you're in Egypt with those people that are astrophysicists, engineers, mathematicians, um, these researchers like Robert Schock, um, incredible people with open minds and open hearts, they look at, at history in a whole different way. They have a, a complete different worldview. And so you have a complete different worldview in most of uh, Europe, Canada, things like that from our upbringing. You know, we have this like hypnosis or we have this set of what reality is, what religion is, you know, what spirituality is, what possibility is, whatever the case is. Um, and so in my research with people like, you know, Tellinger and Esim Haramine, um, the people I was in Egypt with speaking with you um, and looking 
it, it changes realities and it becomes to like, you know, there is like an ET uh, lineage that they, they do exist, that it is a real thing. Um, and this is something that I believe and you can, when I'm done my rant, you can feel free to touch on, but it's a part of your culture. It's like the star people of the star nations. You know, when I was at in Sedona, we were at kind of like a conference that was a cosmic conference and there's people talking about, um, um, you know, different UFO experiences, lights in the sky. Everybody in Sedona is basically best friends with some sort of alien somewhere. Um, so I got a huge upgrade. And, you know, when I talked to Clifford Mahuti and, and there was this just, he was the Zuni elder and he's just like, they only know a tiny, tiny bit, you know, they're barely correct about what they think they know. Right. But we've had this knowledge forever, you know, before you guys came and, you know, did what you did to us, we already had this and it's been passed down over and over. So your worldview is massively different. And when I navigate these things and I go into things like the leak project and I have like these different, um, you know, people more on the conspiracy side and what the government's doing. And then you got the, you know, bad aliens, the Anunnaki and they're suppressing us and they've got this tech all, it goes into this crazy rabbit hole and you don't know what's real. You get lost in it. You know, it's like, how the heck am I supposed to know if this is real? Like one day I'm cool and we're ascending and it's all 5d and it's great. And then the next day it's like, there's technology that's like out of this world and I'm totally screwed. Uh, there's nothing I could do. And it's like terrifying. And so, you know, I would just wanted to kind of ask, like, there's things coming up about Antarctica, you know, finding um, some stuff. I was wondering if you have information on that. Um, information on just, I've heard that there's different tribes of, you know, possible ET races. I'm just wondering what the Copper Scroll says about that, like our actual lineage as you guys understand it, because your world history is not white man traditional go to public school world history, two separate world histories. Um, completely different. So I was curious if you could touch on that. I went down a few flat earth rabbit holes, which I found fascinating. And then recently talked to Tellinger and he said, it's more like a Taurus, um, not flat. Like you can have a flat top, but more like a Taurus. And I know that, you know, if you look at the tree of life and some of the things like that, you know, very, very interesting things that it showed there. And then also NASA being corrupt. So I don't know if you know about that. Um, and then the last thing that I'll throw at you is, um, actually two more things is the mandala effect. I found interesting because the Berenstein bears, um, I th was, thought it was EI and Luke, I am your father. So there's a few things I was like, Oh shoot. Like that's totally different than I remember. Um, so I, I, I kind of steered away from that one for a while. Um, and then life as a virtual reality, because you're talking to programming and I had, um, uh, Tom Campbell on is a really, you know, renowned physicist and talks about us being in a virtual reality and being programmed. And, and it's interesting because as he's talking about us being in a virtual reality, he says it's a simulation, but the spiritual truths are the same. The, the how to come through it of this virtual reality is, is congruent with what I read and like what I perceive as to be really high level spiritual teachings. And so then it comes back to always the fundamental question is like, what the hell is actually happening here? What am, like, what am I? What is the purpose of this? Am I designing my own video game and I've dropped in and then that's kind of how I feel as I talk to people like you and I continue to explore. It's like I've made this video game and the only thing that I can confirm is what I'm seeing and experiencing and even then I can barely confirm that as a truth because of how my mind might be distorting it or manipulating it or, or doing that kind of thing. So, um, 
I just wanted to share all, all that and like, you know, see what your view on like world history, like sites like Quebec, La Tepe, pyramids, you know, like, do you just want to touch on any or all of that and, and just, you know, where you come from with, with that kind of thing? A lot of questions, but I think we pretty well stay on that subject, I guess. Um, I, I visit the Nazca lines uh, in Peru. Um, and, and stayed out there for an afternoon and just did, did some monitoring and trying to figure out why a race of people will put lines in the desert and spend years doing it. All the plateaus out there that look like runways, um, you really couldn't land on it um, because the, the surface is so irregular. Uh, no aircraft could ever run, even when they were new, they, they, they weren't airport. But it was a symbol of something. I try to do most of the lines and the hummingbird and all the different things out there. Um, couldn't really come up with anything. I figured out where the North Star is. Um, uh, missed the PowerPoints. Uh, you know, they, they said they had PowerPoints that points to Egypt and, and to Stonehenge and all those different sites like that. I could match some up, but it didn't really work. I said, well, that's, that's different. What's going on here? So I try to research who the people were there. They do, they do have some people that uh, they were there, but there were enough of them. Uh, at that time, it, it, it takes at least 100,000 people to build this thing. And this thing was built well, well over 60 years. All those lines were built within 60 years of each other. So the guy that brought me out, and <laughs> I, I went out there and I thought, uh, Great, it's a, it's a desert, so I'm going to bring some water. Uh, they dropped me off, and my other friends went in a different direction. I realized that within two hours, I drank all my water, and I was getting dehydrated, and it was 102 degrees. And I said, wow, that, that's, you know, they weren't coming back to me for eight hours. So I, I used up all my water in two or three hours. Vision changes when that happens. Uh, your, your eyeballs become a little bit smaller and um, oval. And I'd noticed the mirages that's coming off the thing, they had a fluctuation to them. And I, I, I can detect fluctuation. It's like, all right. And I kind of walked over to another part and looked where there's no lines. And it was just even. But go, going over those lines, there was some sort of pattern or something going on uh, because of the, the, the grooves in the ground, how they put the rocks. So I started measuring. I measured for 26 miles on one of the lines. Something about the rocks, the alignment of the rocks, some sort of dust, darker dust, iron particles in those lines. It is a, I figured out it is a GPS of some sort. And this GPS uh, pretty well can monitor around the world. You can pretty well meet up to yourself and keep a straight line if you can get this magnetic alignment at least a mile or high. The rocks, the hummingbird, um, the tall man, all the different things that's out there had the same fluctuation. I didn't have the equipment I have now. I have some of the technologies. And I noticed uh, when it was getting darker, um, you could take the fluctuation and use it as a beacon, not a space. 
all the waves lined up at least four or five miles up. And I said, well, somebody had to think about this. Somebody had to be knowledgeable in magnetic atmosphere distortions. I'm planning on going back there um, probably this summer sometime, and I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that I am going to do that. Um, we're working on that right now, and I need to stay there at least three days to, uh, to, to find out that is true. Um, the biodome that's in North Carolina, Waynesville, North Carolina, uh, I'm going back there in a month or so, and I'm going to power that up a little bit more. I'm going to, right now, it's running at 5%. I'm going to probably turn 25%. If I can do that, I can pick up those magnetic lines from NASCA. But when I did that, when I sent my balloons up, I, I sent my balloons over this place, and the magnetic distortion was there, but the pattern wasn't there. Um, that's because my stuff in my balloon wasn't that complicated. But I looked on my other research my balloons. I picked up other magnetic uh, disturbances in different places where there weren't no lines. Um, Stonehenge, yes, but it moved 14 miles north of Stonehenge. Pyramids, it was kind of off. So there is some sort of connection there. I need to do more search, but I think that connection has a lot to do what they call with the ley lines. And when you say the ley lines, um, sometimes they're imaginary grid around the earth. And so I'm trying to figure out that has something to do with the night satellite. Am I saying that right? The, the satellite, ancient satellite that goes around the Earth. The dark one? You talked about it last time. Yeah. Or the, or the black satellite or something. Satellite, yeah. It has something to do because um, I thought that was just a myth at one time. And um, this is way before YouTube. And there's a book written about the dark satellite. And so, and it gave you a, um, a longitude line, a latitude line, where it's going to be. It's a very high orbit. So, at that time, I will get back to NASCA just a second. Uh, at that time, that I, instead of high altitude balloons, I used to use rockets, uh, kerosene, alcohol, and hydrochloric acid mixed together to make thrust. It would take me six months to make a rocket. Um, so. That orbit was probably, we were almost in that Black Knight satellite orbit, uh, probably 15 degrees off of us, uh, 3,400 miles high. My rockets go 65 miles out. Uh, so when I get up there, I could try to take a picture of it or try to get something off of it. Um, the first two rockets didn't work. They kind of went somewhere in a <laughs> farmer's field. Uh, the fourth rocket I did, I, I got up that at least 61 miles high before I ran out of fuel, but my detectors did pick it up at the orbit. There was something there, and it was meeting some sort of uh, wavelength, not like a regular satellite. I got a picture of it, but it was like a, a blip. Uh, I didn't have uh, video equipment. I had uh, a Polaroid equipment and film. And when I developed the film, I, I did get the streak because it, uh, it takes a picture of the star background. And anything moving that star background, the satellite, it makes a streak in the film. And I picked up the streak. And so it did, it did exist. The last few years, my balloon's been going up, uh, that orbit has changed, uh, changed at least 29 degrees. So it's in a higher altitude, and how did it get higher? It's supposed to be, you know, satellite's supposed to deteriorate, come down, right? This went higher. Um, 
I try to bounce a signal off of it, and it absorbed the signal. And this, to me, that's very unusual. That we don't have anything that absorbs signals. And nothing came back to me. And the, my uh, last balloon that went up, it, it stayed, and uh, my balloon landed somewhere off the coast of Florida. And I did try to do another signal. Instead of doing a uh, signal towards it, I kind of bounced it off towards its field, and it gave me a signal back. So, and that's some of the work I need to analyze. And I took this to the physicists. Um, Stanford Friedman, that lives in Frederick, Maine. I met with him and kind of talked about this. And I won't share that information right now, but that's some really good information what that is. And it's not United States satellite. So um, I am going to try to, when I go to North Carolina, bring a bigger balloon with me. And I'll launch two or three balloons. I'll try to launch a bigger one higher up in the atmosphere, and I will get a picture of this thing. Yeah, and that's my fondest hopes. So the Nazca lines, uh, we're looking at them as a story. Uh, they put there as a story of the beings up there. They might be still using this. Somebody's using this thing. Somebody's using the other things around the world. It's, and you know, I'm very low tech. I don't have any high tech equipment, uh, uh, only because of my funding. Um, but if I'm picking this up from a, a computer that I made with my sensors, what's the information? What's this information? Is it a navigational system for intergalactical travelers? Most of these signals go right by the moon. <laughs> All the things about the moon. So as a scientist, I'm not trying to believe in fuzzy Sasquatch. I'm not saying Sasquatch is not true. But I think Sasquatch is fuzzy, always. His magnetic field is fuzzy, so you can't take a picture of him. <laughs> That's only a theory, because all the pictures I've seen Sasquatch are fuzzy. <laughs> so, are they aliens? Exclusively, yes. Yes, there are. Like going to Grand Central Station and saying there's nobody else on the Earth but you. As everybody passes the Grand Central Stations, all walks of life, all walks of energy. How can it not be? Back, way back in the 17, 1600, when they theorized that we were the center of the universe and the sun orbited us, all the planets orbited us, that's ego. Ego is an analogy. Energy going on. Same with our mind, same with our eyes. We put that ego going on. No, there's not a God, because we have all this proof. Well, I can probably prove that, but I can't prove there's not a God. Honestly, that means a program, whatever you call them. Can you prove uh, anybody at Disney World right now? You probably can get online, and they probably have a cam there. They can pick up people. Do you know somebody in Disney World that you can call? Are they in really Disney World? I don't know. But I believe it's true. Um, the Phoenix Lights, um, that I, I know the explanation of that. I did the math on that. Nobody's ever did the math on this. It's, just, it's incredible. We all have all these theories of aliens and things like that. I believe that there is something there. Uh, I measured 
uh, somebody gave me some high quality video of that without being tampered. It still had the signature. I took it apart. <clears throat> and magnesium has a certain spectrum in the light system. You can measure that, they do it with stars. Uh, these lights were very close. And when I went to Phoenix last year, I measured where they were I, 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 with my lasers. I measured where they were. I can approximately tell where they are, and I can approximately go into the desert and pick them up. I know where the, where the parachutes landed and everything. So I picked up a high concentration of magnesium. Um, what does magnesium have to do with UFOs? And, and it gave me enough. Uh, I went online. I, I used Photoshop. I used uh, other enhancing equipment and came up with the aircraft that dropped the flares. And that's all on YouTube. You can do that. If you're good with the film, you can analyze that and, and see those aircraft. I thought about that. All right, Phoenix Lights, everybody say these are flying saucers or things like that. Um, measured their brightness, measured uh, when they went over the mountain. Uh, because you can tell them they, 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 they flew off. Right? That's what they, they, they flew off. So I imposed the mountains in the background and, and draw the, the line into the and they disappeared behind the mountain. It was dropping behind them. So I went out and did an experiment myself. Uh, I fired a rocket up into the air. I made a, a um, a potassium nitrate and sugar rocket uh, that went at least five miles high and it came down to be a flare. I measured the flares that the military uses for their research and what they do, they drop flares. They, they have five different flares. Uh, one flare is it, it, a canopy. The canopy is a little bit more than six feet wide. The, the flare they drop is nine pounds. They have small ones. Uh, I determined this is a nine pound flare with a six-foot canopy. So I did the same thing, dropped it, and for some strange reason, it fell at the same rate with the parachute at that distance. So why would they be dropping flares in Phoenix? Um, I know some of the exercises they do in Phoenix, in the Phoenix area, the bombing areas. I'm a, magi I'm a magician. Um, I, I don't have anything with me. Can you see that? Can you see that? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a piece of stone. Phoenix Lights is like, um, magicians, is, uh, we, we like to redirect you somewhere else. Is that when we direct you somewhere else? It's, 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 it's in that hand. Is that, okay, look in this direction. And I'm, I'm not going to try to leave the screen. I can see myself, but I'm trying not to leave the screen. Redirection is something that, okay, how would you do that? And it's that when we, I'm not putting it on my sleeve or nothing, but that misdirection happens immediately. And then I was like, where does that go? You know, so where, where, where does that go? And I didn't leave the screen. I think this is what happened. They, they wanted you to look at the flares. They're magnesium flares, and, and anybody that's doing any research, they're magnesium flares. I've seen them before. But looking at the record of other people that have seen things, they've seen the flares, but they've seen something else. They've seen a craft, right? If you study them, they've seen some of the craft going over neighborhoods. 
almost simultaneously with, with the flares. So Project Blue Book, when the project came out in the 60s and 70s, they wanted to say swamp gas, all the different things. They, they wanted to misdirect you in some of their research. They, um, they were glad the media said it was a UFO uh, because it, it kind of uh, did the black research. And they, didn't have to, they didn't have to explain it. And they said, oh, blame it on UFO. And they really bought into this. And they're still doing this today. I can explain the Phoenix Lights, but I can't explain the craft. The craft was over a mile wide, and it was very slowly going over neighborhoods. Thousands of people have seen this craft. Who are the visitors? You know, so I did some of the research on some of the research. They have a blimp, um, that, uh, it's a stealth blimp. Uh, it's pretty big, but it doesn't look like the craft. Uh, they could have been covering that up. I don't know that. Um, it could have been visitors after trial. It could have been anything. That is a mystery. I'm not saying there's not wasn't something there, but I can prove the flares. I can't prove. I can't say that craft is not from this world. Something a mile wide, going at least thirty miles an hour. That means if you know anything about aerodynamics, you need to be going at least. 40 to 50 miles an hour to get any lift on any lifting body. This wasn't going that fast, it was going slow. And there's pictures taken of that, of the craft, and I, and I measured it as about a mile and a half. That's a pretty big craft, or blimp, but I don't think it was what it was. It was something that, like, like the magician's trick, you know, it was like, what was it? What was that thing? I don't know. I think our spiritual growth, we have to determine that spiritual growth, we're not alone here. Uh, our physical vibration in our body, in, in, in our soul, uh, we call it soul, small and light, is connected to something else. Physicists says that we can be in two places at one time. We're doing that so fast, we don't know that. If you work the numbers, this is the bizarre part of these numbers. The reason our mathematics are uh, why it works is because we have 10 digits. We, the real number that we work with is from zero to nine, not to 10. 10 is only because we have those digits. So we had an alien race out there that had three fingers. That'd be six, right? Composite number is nine. So I measured this to a vibration to the humans. And this is the very bizarre is when you do when you do when you do the math on this. This is that math that comes up not to an existence. This is I was explaining this to some of the teachers the other day, not to an existence. The way it works in physical world, in the universe, there has to be at least nine of you in existence at the same time on this earth. So you can stay here. It's not doing the same thing you're doing, but sharing the same frequency, sharing the same vibration. Uh, and there's no set place on the planet you should they go. Uh, you could be in the, all in the same town. You could be in, on this, all in the same bus, be all, but be all physically same. And almost all the same thoughts. You have a deja vu. How do you explain a deja vu? Or a sight somewhere else, remote viewing. 
uh, there's a lot of books written about this. I, I've read many books. I, so when I read the books, I said, well, let's find if that's true, because in a lot of my research, I do spiritual research on effect on, on the earth or to a chair or to a rock. Why do I feel something different when I'm out there? It's because we're not alone. You're never alone. The Bible says you're never alone. What does it, what does it mean by that? Creator? You, you read James or Romans or anything like that, it's telling you that, no, there's a divine self. And I said, well, I researched divine. Divine is nothing. And some of the texts is like, okay, what does it mean by nine? Uh, most of the, the information that comes to any of the texts is, is written by uh, people that have experienced uh, uh, different things that's going on, and we misinterpret that. Like uh, Ziggy, um, I think, that seen, had a dream about the wheel coming down under the heavens. We misinterpret that. Um, I, I mean, I've asked a lot of scholars about that interpretation, and they give me all kinds of different interpretations. But I, but I think that the nine theory, it's, it's, it holds true in, in math, in, in um, our physical being. Um, We've met ourselves many times, but we just don't know it. The energy is the same. How do you explain twins, quadruplets, and things like that? But it's possible. It's possible. And if we're sharing the same time zone, waves the same wavelength, we have to be born in those times too. And we, and we come into that time at nine. We're here. And this world, if you look at the, the population that dies and the population that is born, it's 0 .300, 0 .300 with 100 zeros. That means that theoretically it's possible. You exist on this earth with nine other you. That's hard to think. I can't think of that. It'd be great to have nine of you in a room and be interested in what you have to say. Hmm. Hmm. I think that, um, too, that we should understand each other better. Don't, don't close each other off uh, on these uh, research things. I don't have a bunch of paper in back of me, uh, diplomas on my wall, being a physicist. My paper is one. But the research that I do is very important to you. The research that you do is important to me. How are we going to get this out? And I think that's important. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for listening to me today. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Just again, just a mind blowing. I'll sit here all day and ask you a hundred million questions because I know it's just uh, touching a small percentage of, of what you have. And a lot of that stuff um, just brings up more and more questions. Um, there's one person I definitely want to connect you to Robert Grant. He actually just released a course on the resident science foundation around numbers. And uh, he's very fascinating. He's a very successful businessman. Um, he can speak seven languages, including Hebrew. And I think it's the Hebrew that goes forward and backwards. Yes. And he's also very musically talented. And music, mathematics, and language are all like coding the universe. So he said he naturally somehow got into math and started decoding the universe and has come up with three new mathematical constants. So I'd love for you to see that work and see... Uh, what you feel about it as far as uh, what you have. And, and you've sent me some things and I'll post them, you know, some of the things that you've shared in the link and on Facebook of like these images, copper scrolls, mathematics, it all looks friggin' ET and alien to me. I was like, what is this? Um, and 
So I guess I just wanted to touch on like a, you know, like a broader view for, for people like listening, you know, I've heard on a, many podcasts in, um, that I've had and people that I talk, you know, they say that, you know, the living library from Barbara Marciniak um, talks about the earth as a living library and the great experiment. And he even talks about that, the great experiment in a lot of the religious books that I, that I read, like basically all these beings, kind of like a zoo, you look at animals too, they look like they could be from all these different worlds. And people have said, you know, okay, while well, there's Arcturians here, reptilians, Pleiadians, Nordics, um, I think there's a few other ones that I'm probably forgetting. Um, when you go to Sedona, everybody's got an image on their wall and they can tell you all about their specs. You know, it's kind of like different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just curious, like from your lineage, is, is that, does, does, does that resonate with you at all? Like the living library concept, having different races here, establishing the earth. And then I guess the last question I wanted to ask, cause um, I'm going to have someone on the podcast that if they speak openly about it, they're going to, they scared the crap out of me. Um, and they'll scare the crap out of other people. And, you know, I don't think that that's the point. And I hope that isn't. But like, are there, are we moving into times that are, that are really challenging from maybe not so benevolent forces, as you said, we're the cows. And I've heard in, in, in different things that uh, basically we are, uh, what do they call it? Uh, you know, Michael Tellinger's is like the slave species of the gods, um, different things like that. And, and he shows how, the cities are like the energy generators for these bigger devices. And it's the human energy kind of just going around like bees, like kind of bees making, um, you know, in their little swarms or whatever the case is. And and when he laid it out with energy, with these sites, it just made such perfect sense. And then we're not even talking about the lower dimensional beings. If that's like something that's, you know, I definitely believe is real as lower energy beings. They talk about it in, all kinds of books, archons. And, and so when you're stressed out and when you're fearful, you emit this energy and they can feed out of all this kind of stuff. And that doesn't even go into other things about, you know, I don't even know if I want to mention it on air because it's really dark and, and intense, but just like beings and, you know, sacrifices and things like that. And, you know, when I look into it, it seems, you know, pretty real, but it also becomes like, you know, this unbelievably scary option and you know you don't want to kind of get lost in that rabbit hole and then become um you know either like naive does this exist or like uh what paranoid you know you're just like paranoid right because you're trying to separate fact from reality and if you're just living you know in a city and you're doing your daily business what the heck are you going to do about any of that first of all nothing does it serve you or does it just scare the shit out of you you know Mm -hmm. and like is it even true because you can't even prove it or not prove it? And so why do you, if we, if we're creators and this is where I guess I'll, I'll make my final point. If I'm creating my reality through my attention, energy and focus and what I give my energy to, do I want to create the new world and what I want to create for myself, peace on earth, harmony and communities, things like that. Or do I want to focus on like, Oh my God, there's this like enemy is a, it could be like, you know, at, alien enemy, whatever the case is. And, you know, they've got all this technology and we're totally screwed. Um, you know, it's kind of like two options, but one of them doesn't leave me a lot of like empowerment. It's like, I'm messed up. And then on the good flip side, I like the possibility of coming into a higher level of consciousness to actually affect your physical reality almost instantaneously, like kind of like a superhero. And, um, so I'm just wondering if you could take that and, Tell me how you feel. Do, do we got to be worried about bad things happening and like the aliens, do, 
does does that resonate with like the different beings being down here or Barbara Marciniak's research or, or books? Is that are you in aligned with that? Is that off? Is that slightly off? Give me your feedback. Well, it's like uh, reading the Bible um, and trying to interpret the Bible. Um, people talk about Bible code. Uh, that's a mathematical formula that you can put with any book and come up with some sort of reason because we have 26 letters. Uh, we can only arrange 26 letters certain ways, certain vowels, adjectives, things like that. Here's a story. Uh, it's a little bit on the dark side, but it is a story. But I heard campfires. I've heard uh, elders talk about it. Um, but remember, this is not a regular story of creator and everything else. But I will tell you the story the way I heard it. And take this with a grain of salt and some pepper. Because once you take the salt, it's bitter, the pepper will sneeze it out. So um, take this with a take that with as much as you can. And um, and it's not a, a pleasant story. And I'll now tell you the story of the way I heard it and the, the way I kind of understand it. You know. What is your favorite food, Matt? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably ice cream if I had to pick one. Okay, you like cream. <laughs> not really quite. I don't okay. know. And if, if ice cream to you was a, a, a nectar uh, that you survived on ice cream, that your civilization survived on ice cream, and you only ate ice cream, you'd be an ice cream being, right? and you would make ice cream up. Um, how do you make ice cream? I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with the story. Just I'm, I'm setting up the story. How do you make ice cream? I don't know. That's some sort of like cream and dairy process. Get some. But you need a living being, right? Cow to make the ice cream. Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Forget about that one. Um, so, and you need some way to process it and to and you're living by that. You're living by collagen and whatever else is in there. And I was hoping you say steak. It will match better with steak, but ice cream is good. Um, you need cows for that. Um, so you're becoming a farmer of cows, uh, which um, we, we think cows is a lower form of intelligence. And we raise them, we put them in fences, we feed them to get our milk or meat or steak, or whatever we need to live as an energy, higher consciousness being. You think about this world, remember this is just a story. You think about what we're doing on this planet. Uh, we're, we want the higher consciousness, but we need to eat cows, we need to eat chickens, we need to eat fish, other intelligent beings on this planet. What are we harvesting from there? Nutrients, we, we are, we're harvesting the energy of the sun from every one of those animals, but we have to kill them to do it and kind of keep a, a lot on hand because we have a pretty big civilization. So that's what we're doing now, but we are on this road of higher consciousness. Vegetarians are not gonna get out of this easy either. Plants are a higher consciousness. They supply our oxygen, help us with our water, uh, bear fruit. Um, are they lower consciousness? Can you grow an apple? Can you, can you make a cow? 
No. So we think we're big and bad. And we do this discreetly. Put our farms outside of town. We don't show pictures very much of, of killing the cows. We don't mention it very much. If I was a being from another planet that used energy as, as my nutrients and came to your planet and seen a billboard of McDonald's with that meat all mixed up and with, veg with vegetables, what would you think? Do you want to stay here? So this the story, I'm still setting the story up. So we eat our own planet. We're trying to get a higher consciousness, but we're killing things. When people listen to me, I said, stop killing each other. And then they keep on thinking, stop killing the human beings. Stop killing the animals. I eat steak just like everybody else. I eat greens, not very much, really. We said I should eat more greens. I drink milk. I do all that stuff. I have sugar, everything else. So we don't think about that very much. But in the restaurant I was in, in Sedona, I can't remember what it was, a hamburger restaurant, french fries. I had the biggest hamburger roll and thing like that, and it was really good. To our mind, we don't set that. We set that as, a, oh, that's great. But where did that come from on the cow? What part of the cow? And we pointed out, okay, it came from that part, this state, and some people have no problem with that. So, the story that I heard, we'll get into the story. There are beings here that are very intelligent, just like we are more, uh, they're, uh, you know, I knew I was gonna tell this story. I'll give you the approximate age. 32 million years ahead of us. 32 million years ahead of us in their advancement, right? And most of these are kind of like farmers. Um, they, they farm our planet uh, to uh, eat. And they have uh, inverted residence technology. That means they can form a field around themselves with their extra organs in them that makes them distortion, like the, the fuzzy um, Sasquatch system. Light bends around them. That's not, our government has different suits that they can do that. The light bends around them. You can't see them. They stay at least a little bit more than 9,000 feet high uh, in their, whatever the ships, starships they have. And most of them are harvesters. But they need to eat. They need to be, um, they need energy. This is where it gets far-fetched. Take your grain of salt. Um, and they eat, but they don't eat you. But they harvest you. Why would they harvest you? They eat a part of you. They eat the cancer. They eat cancer. And they need cancer to eat. That's, the, that's their food source. And if you look at cancer cells, the high in nutrients and protein, 10 times more better than steak. But how would they get them from you? How would they harvest them from you? Different ways to do it. Are you familiar with abductions? Why do we get cancer? Um, why do we have pancreatic cancer? Why do we have all that? And we've been working, I said in the beginning of the show that we, we've been doing research on this. Can't, 
cancer has a very uh, pretty distinct pattern of a dog could pick up, but it also has a magnetic quality to it too. It, um, it's a great food source for an alien. What does this have to do with harvesting aliens? Does anybody in your family have cancer? You know somebody with cancer? Remember, this is just a story. And through the United States and world, you talked about the dark side. There are aliens, or whatever you want to call them, that harvest that product out of us. Not our protein, but the cancer, the energy. That explain, I could explain from that story at least 85% of the deaths in this world is cancer. So if you talked about people eating cows, how bad that is, does cows have intelligence? Of course they do. They can do more than you can, but we are the supreme beings, so we eat them. That's how we survive. In some of the writings of um, the Egyptians, the Pleiades, uh, people that they, they teach us how to not eat each other. And the Bible mentions a machine that can make food from the air. And uh, I've researched this machine and it works. Mana. Mana from heaven. Read it. it tells you. That's how the Moses survived in the desert with the mana machine. Uh, I think that the, some of the books I've read that they mentioned it and how it works. So that's just a story. Is it true? Could be. So when we start killing each other, like something happens. Our body changes, our, our DNA opens up. And a couple of the machines inside of us that makes different chemicals stops. One of them is fear. Uh, one of them is seat that goes away immediately because then we open up the true consciousness of understanding. Is that story true? It's interesting. Maybe you should talk to me in private sometimes. I'd be glad to share this other information with you. But we don't think about what we're doing. We think of what other people are doing. We're part of the other people, of the other nine. We're, we're part of the problem, we're part of the solution. There's nobody sitting by being neutral. And we try to be neutral, we try to bring the love and peace and things like that and, and try to share it. Excellent, keep doing that. Don't stop, I'm not stop saying stop doing that, keep doing that. But understand what the energy of kindness is. It's not all about I, it's about we. And then being in that we, brings a certain resonance to the spirit, that light, share. You know, it sounds like preachy talk. But this isn't the Copper Scrolls. I believe it. I've seen it work. I've seen people change. People change lives just by being in that technology. You're part of that technology. You're in that light. You're still in that light. Through your machine, I see your light. You're still, you're still there. You, you, you have a positive effect in this world, Matt. Um, I don't think people realize that. You might be the interviewer, but I'm the seer. 
I see greatness in you. See that you're trying to help. You're trying to change this world. You are a true star person. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Well, Alan, these are my words for this day. Well, well, thank you for the the kind words to me, and thank you for sharing all of that. It's, I think, a lot of people will have a tough time with all that. And then if you go to people who watch the leak project or my Sedona friends, they're like, Oh, that's just rudimentary stuff. We already knew all about the archons and the aliens. <laughs> and you know, so it just depends on what scale they're at. And I think that if you speak to somebody versed in this stuff, like, you know, when Clifford Mahuti opens up and when you open up if, with somebody knowledgeable, it's like trying to talk physics to somebody who doesn't know physics. And I think that's like most of the, the planet on understanding what's actually happening here and so you know i think that you purposely kept it at a where you did for a mass transmission and i appreciate just sharing sharing what you did um because there's we have some personal stories that we didn't get into i was gonna talk about it um (laughs) the like just the orb and stuff like that but i don't know maybe we don't need to but it i've seen some stuff blew my mind um so I guess I'll just ask um, if you feel complete. I'm totally cool. If there's anything you wanted to leave the listeners with, um, I know go to starteachings.org to get a hold of you. Um, just as if there's anything else you wanted to leave the w- listeners with on a on a you know the three star teachings: kindness, compassion, and joy. First Happy. three, happiness. happiness, and then ego is four. I just saw you posted that. So hopefully we'll get more of those. Yep, um, and thank you. Um, I think my last words is that um, we're all star people. We made a star stuff. Um, we're going to need to go home. We're going to need to go back to the stars. This planet's not going to last forever, and it's not us wrecking it. It's just nature. Nature will bring life, and it will take love. We need to have the intelligence to listen to each other and uh, work our way home, back to Vega. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. Uh, just appreciate who you are. We're definitely going to be in touch and, and uh, I look forward to more star teachings coming out. I know that you have uh, lots of stuff out there. So, or it's coming. We'll, we'll chat yeah. about that, but I uh, just appreciate you. And if the story is how I imagine it, like really appreciate you coming and being here and sharing this and just doing your part. I know a lot of it falls on deaf ears and you know, I can say that with my, my work too. Yeah. Um, it, and that's fine. It's good. It just, it's to me, it's simple stuff about being kind, giving a shit, following your heart, yeah. you know, actually just being aware of what your impact is. And it's, that's, that's how simple it is. It, it doesn't need to go beyond that. And so, so I think that's what you're trying to share as well. So big love and yeah. appreciation. And the information I shared is only 1% of, what it is it's like uh, i know one percent but there's a lot more here matt there's a lot more here yeah. awesome thank you thank you thank you, cool. thank you. see everybody Bye. thanks for watching Bye. thank you
All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If David blew your mind and you want to check out more of what he's doing, go to LoneBearsArts.com, L-O-N-E-B-E-A-R-S-A-R-T-S.com, and he is making 15 vibrational pendants. Um, There's also StarTeachings.org, but that site is down right now, and they're redoing it. So uh, he teaches the Star Teachings, and this is what he was told to bring to the non-natives. It's truly simple and extraordinary you know the first three teachings are kindness compassion and happiness and uh it can go way way deeper i when i spent my time with him in maine he absolutely blew my mind he is a spiritual scientist he's a mathematician he's an engineer um you know he's got photos with the dalai lama going there on his request uh he wants to meet the pope soon and i guess that's going to happen um and so you know he's an extraordinary legit human and uh you know supporting him and his work it would be phenomenal those pendants there's only 13 because i bought two um they're they actually create a frequency uh so they're very special i have one and it's amazing um so yeah support his work and uh, check out star teachings on youtube he's got some teachings over there and um I think that's about it for that. I just want to thank you guys, everyone who did the three acts of kindness. I love and appreciate you doing that. Um, You can support by, you know, just doing the three acts of kindness. You don't need to tell anyone. And if you want to just comment uh, yes on on my post under facebook.com, Matt Belair official. Say, yes, I did it. Maybe share one thing that you did and maybe post that challenge to your friends on Facebook. See how many acts of kindness because, uh, you know, we have the bucket challenge and all this and that. Well, why don't we try to make kindness go viral and why don't we make it consistent because this is walking the spiritual path. It's not, you know, oh, I got the quota for kindness this week or this month. It's like, no, kindness is my way of being. That's who I am. And the more people who are being it, you know, like living the spiritual lessons, doing it, not just talking about it, actually doing it. That's how we change the planet. That's how we come into peace. That's how we come into coherence. That's how we come into spiritual resonance all that kind of fantastic stuff so um yeah that's how we do it so just want to send that out and hope that uh some of you will take up that challenge whether you tell me you've taken it up or not um i hope that lots of you do um thank you guys for supporting me on patreon thank you for all the amazing birthday wishes i am just getting settled back in vancouver after envision and speaking at the conscious media festival and spending two weeks with david I am processing a great deal. There are going to be some absolutely tremendous podcasts coming up. Um, When I get grounded and settled, I'm going to be hunkering out a lot of work again. Um, It's hard for me to do it while I travel and uh, had to get new equipment and, you know, do all the logistical stuff. That's no fun. Um, And when I find that proper space, I'm going to be busting out podcasts for you guys, content as much as I can. And uh, I'm going to be doing that free webinar and maybe more free webinars and teachings uh, for the community. So put your Q&As on Facebook and I'm about to get as interactive as I can as soon as I find the ideal space where it's quiet and I can hunker down and I can go skateboarding and I can do the things that create happiness for me. So that's it. Tons of love. Um, Before we go, we'll we'll get into a, a state of coherence and resonance. And so here we go. Just uh, whatever you're doing, set the intention to come to a, a powerful state of peace, presence, coherence. Taking in a deep breath in through your nose, connecting to that life force, prana, God energy, all life force, the thing that 
beats your heart, that beats the bird's heart, that's keeping the rivers flowing, you, the creator, just connecting to this infinitely powerful and abundant energy, holding it in, and then releasing slowly with all the cares, all the doubts, all the all the inner guilt, anything that you're holding onto that's limiting, just letting it go and thanking it, just releasing it from the body. Taking another deep breath in through the nose. Imagine powerful golden white crystalline light filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. Connecting you to spirit. Connecting you to nature, to your infinite source, to your unlimited power that we all possess. Holding this energy in your heart. And then just releasing with all the doubt, all the shame, any trauma, any limitation you're holding on to, any part of you that doesn't feel good enough. You're just releasing any limitation, any mental baggage and just thanking it and letting it go. Taking another deep breath in through your nose and holding that breath in and just connecting to this love, gratitude, peace, kindness, compassion, and give all of that energy to yourself and make this firm commitment to be kind, compassionate to yourself, to make your commitment to be happy, to live a life you're happy, to have fun and to enjoy it. And I'm sending you all of my love and appreciation and support and energy so that you can do that for yourself so you can explore life in your own way to go through this game with as much fun and joy and happiness as you can it is supposed to be a fun game can be serious but you need some bad guys you need some um, challenge to keep you on your toes if it were all perfect it wouldn't be as fun so you know know that you are the creator that you do make a difference that your actions matter and then you're being watched by yourself so i believe that when you die it's you on the other side looking at everything so there's no there's no escaping it it's you and you just doing a review so make sure you're living a life that you're proud of in love and in service and in kindness and not in fear and not in uh, shame or guilt or doubt or unworthiness because you won't be playing and enjoying to uh, your full potential obviously um, so now I want you to just take this energy and I want you to send it to the entire planet and all beings, just wishing that they get to play their game with total freedom, total peace, total compassion, total support for themselves, total joy, hoping that they build their dreams, that they connect to their highest joy and that they live their highest joy each and every day and see that energy come back to you and receive it in your heart, magnified a million fold from all the different beings on the planet, including me right now. So there you go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am so grateful for you. Remember that you are whole, balanced, coherent, perfect, loving, loved just as you are. And I will see you in the next episode.